0: I need to be a teacher today, and a teacher is what I am really at my heart. And I need to teach you one of the oldest tricks in the book from politicians that speak out against police brutality. It's an old trick, and it works so, so well. It's painful how well this trick works. And once I teach you this trick, you'll see right through every lie of every politician that speaks out against police brutality it's only going to take me a couple minutes to teach you this trick but i see politicians all over the world using this trick right now particularly obviously all over america in your zip code it's being utilized everywhere let me unpack and explain it. Let me teach you this lesson real quick. We'll be short today. Love and appreciate you. Glad we're back here together. This is Sean King, and you're listening to yeah. the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. I'm so, so glad to be here with you. Today is going to be... A short, short episode. I'm going to teach you a quick lesson. And before I do that, I just want to say thank you to nearly 30,000 of you that donated and gave to help the family of Tyree Nichols. Uh, his mother established a memorial fund to not only help them cover any, any funeral and memorial costs that they might have, but to help them live during this time because they are hurting and, like all working people, just have to go back to work. And over 30,000 of you have given now nearly, it's not I think nearly 31,000 of you have given nearly $1.2 million. And I am so incredibly grateful. That obviously will far and away cover any funeral, memorial costs. But it will allow this family to do whatever they need to do over this next year. It will allow them to focus on their grief and loss. It will allow them to focus on accountability and justice. And my understanding is that they are already receiving some of those funds. And so God bless you. Thank you. I hope you feel like that is money well spent. And I saw some of you who gave gave $5. But here's the thing. When 30,000 people give, if you give $5 or $10 or $50, man, it adds up. I saw some donors give $5,000. And I'm just grateful that in that moment, we were able, I saw people of different political persuasions and beliefs and all of that put all their differences aside and say, let's help this family. Let's rally around this family who finds themselves in a a moment of grief and despair and crisis because their 29-year-old son was brutally beaten to death by police. I cannot imagine the pain of such a loss. Having raised a son to the age of 29, only to lose him in that way. I just saw that my son, who was 16, just texted me, literally just while I was speaking. And to get my boy to 29 and to lose him in that way is something I cannot imagine. So before I teach you that lesson, I just wanted to say thank you. God bless you. I'm deeply grateful. And I'll tell you what I have told families over the years. I saw people saying, well, what are they going to do with that money? None, none of your business. Not any of your business. What that family does with the money, and I'll tell you what I have told families over the years: Do whatever you need to do with that money that helps you cope with the grief and loss, and helps you pursue justice in any way. I don't. I don't care if they need to get themselves a car, a house. I don't. it, It does not matter to me. I don't care if. It means nothing to me. That's their money. They can do with it what they want. And anybody who thinks that when you donate money to a grieving family that you also get some say in it, you're a damn fool. That's none of your business what they do with that money. It's none of my business. I help rally the people and don't feel like I have any say in it. It's none of our business what they do with that money. Now, right after the break, I have a lesson that's going to take me about two minutes to teach you. And once you know this lesson, you'll never forget it. I got to teach it to you because I see Democrats and Republicans, but particularly Democrats, pulling this BS all over the country. Let me teach you this lesson. It's going to give you a radar for politicians that speak out about police brutality, and it's going to help you see through some things. I'll be right back with a quick word from some of our sponsors. Wait for it, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Several years ago, I started noticing a trend And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And I'm only laughing really to keep from crying because I'm actually frustrated. But it's so smooth. And uh, politicians and elected officials, they're always so smooth, right? And I see hundreds and hundreds of politicians Speaking out about the murder of Tyree Nichols, and great, I want politicians to speak out about police uh, police brutality. Like that's we want them to speak out about that. But there is a trend that I have seen for years and years, where politicians speak out on police brutality that's not in their district. Okay, they speak out. So politicians in Georgia speak out against police brutality in Tennessee. (laughs) You know, even more, the bigger the distance, the louder the politician. So if there's some police brutality in California, man, New York politicians will talk all about it (laughs) like you, sir. You know you have no say on that, right? And, and here's what happens. When politicians in New York speak about the police brutality in Tennessee, all of a sudden, and see, you wouldn't see this unless you followed the people that voted for these politicians. People in their districts start saying like, hold on, sir. But you don't do anything about the police brutality in your backyard, How are you speaking out against the police brutality in Memphis or Los Angeles or Miami or wherever or in Georgia when you live in Brooklyn and both say and do nothing about the police brutality in Brooklyn? And it goes the other way where politicians in other places will speak out against the police brutality in Brooklyn or in California, or wherever, as long as it's not in their district. And so I have seen, from the President of the United States on down, so it's like, okay, Joe Biden, thank you, thank you for speaking out against the police brutality against Tyree Nichols. But, sir, I have to ask you about a few hundred cases that you've refused to do anything about anything at all, zero, never, zilch. I have to also lay that at President Obama's feet. I saw President Obama made a beautiful post about Tyree Nichols. And I have to say, sir, you didn't do anything about the police brutality against Eric Garner. That happened in your administration. You didn't do anything about the police brutality against Sandra Bland or Tamir Rice or anybody like the the list of police brutality cases that President Obama actually did something about. Man, it's short. It is a small list. The number of cases that he now speaks out about. But it's like, but when you had power, sir. And you didn't need the Senate. You didn't need the House. When you actually oversaw the DOJ, you did so little about police violence. The same is true for Joe Biden. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you for speaking out on this case. But there are hundreds of cases where you went stone cold silent on. And it's not just about Obama and Biden. It's about governors. I see governors of states speaking out on what happened to Tyree Nichols, and good. But they're doing next to nothing and sometimes nothing about police brutality in their own state. Why? Because it gives them so much cover to speak out against police violence in an area they don't actually oversee. And I see this now happening all over the country. (sighs) Politicians, we just want you to do something about the police violence in the zip codes you actually manage, in the districts and areas that you actually oversee. From the president, to the governors, to the Senate, to the House, to city council people, to district attorneys, listen. If you're not going to do anything about the police brutality you can actually do something about, then shut up about everybody else. Do something in your own backyard. Otherwise, you're as phony as a $3 bill. Yeah, that's what I had to teach today. Politicians love to speak out against police brutality that they can't actually do anything about. Love and appreciate you all. Just had to teach it. Let's have a good day. Let's have a good week. There's a lot going on. I took a chance to check in with a lot of you via email. Thank you for hitting me back. I see all of your emails and have tried to read each and every one of them. And uh, just know we're in this together. Let's keep on pushing. And if you are not yet a member of the North Star, go to the northstar.com, join today. And if you're not subscribed to this podcast for free, On Apple Podcasts or Spotify, why not? Do it now. Join now. Subscribe now. It's what allows us to do what we do. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night.